In the words of Toby Mac, we lose our way, we get back up again. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Episode 155 of the Fat Man Chronicles, FMC Run Chicago Chapter 25, eight weeks until the race. I'm Pete, I'm with my buddy Dave, and we are just a couple of middle-aged dads trying to figure this thing out. How are you, buddy? Wonderful. How are you? You know, I've had better days, but I'm okay. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, it's been a rough one. It's been a rough one, but that's that's... You know, a story for later. All right, we'll keep going. Fill us in. <laughs> you know, it's it's tough when you are in the middle of these training cycles and and things don't go right. Uh huh. And it was weird because we had like a break in the weather, so I was doing pretty good. Had a couple mm-hmm. of shorter runs that were real good, and then. My hip flared up as a problem again yesterday. The bursa was hurting. Mm-hmm. So I took a rest day and was excited to try, you know, get up, do my 16. Right. And, you know, try out the hip. The weather wasn't terrible, but the dew point went up again, which I didn't even know because yeah. I just, I didn't even look at the weather. I just went out, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear the same thing no matter what it is between like 35 degrees and 150. So it's right. it's really no different for me. Yeah. So I just, you know, I went going, but I didn't feel right this morning when I got up and I had a good night's sleep. and Mentally or physically? Physically. Okay. Physically, I just did not feel right. And, you know, I talked before about like every step being difficult, like in, in my last long run, mm-hmm. this was worse by, I don't know, a factor of three. Like it was an effort just to lift my legs up to get the step in. And I just kept going. The hip was bothering me a little bit, but it was more like I had zero energy. So I don't know, um, you know, what I could have done different. Because when I got back, I decided, you know, I'll eat something, you know, like I'll just cut this lap because I had kind of an eight mile lap planned Mm -hmm. and was going to stop at the house, just make sure if I needed water or what have you. And I stopped, I had something to eat and I'm like, well, maybe I'll go back out. And the moment I ate, I felt worse. Yeah. So I knew something wasn't right and not. Not 15 minutes later, I'm like, uh-oh, that's a migraine coming. Yeah. So my body was basically just warning me, like, hey, you're not right today. And I still got almost seven miles, so just short of seven miles in. And I was pretty frustrated, though. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I felt the migraine coming. I took Frustrated at the timing of it? 
Yeah, just frustrated in general, right? Like I'm okay. sick of you know you you train long enough for these events, you're going to have bad runs. It, it right, happens. Right. Having this many though, like lately, overall on longer runs is frustrating, right? Like why couldn't the weather have been? Would would it have been different? My guess is the migraine was due to the weather shift. That's mm-hmm. this is the exact kind of weather where I get them. Yeah, yeah. So I was a. a I wasn't even thinking about it though, because I'm like, look, I'll get moving and I'll feel better. Right. Like sometimes you wake up, you don't feel right. You start running, you feel better. And that's what I was going for here, but it didn't, I felt it coming on. I took the pill to, to try to stop it. Right. And then, um, took a quick shower and then laid down immediately. And I was asleep within seconds. It it was like immediately I knew at that point, like this was something else. And I feel better now in terms of my head. It's like in the background. Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it's almost like you get like, um, this pill makes me feel foggy, I guess would be the best way I could relate it. Like sometimes you just kind of get a cold or something. You feel like you're mm-hmm. kind of foggy in the head. That's how these pills make me feel, but it stops the pain, which is sure. the key. But my body, even now I am, really weak like going up and down stairs i'm like oof yeah uh, you know when you're this far into a marathon training cycle shouldn't be feeling that right like sure sure it should be pretty but at easy. least there's a there's a reason yeah yeah i it doesn't make it any less frustrating but the reason is you know it, it just didn't have it today i wrote to uh, you know holly ann and i said look i i'm gonna stop i'm gonna you know, I'll let you know what's going on later. And then when I wrote her, you know, I told her, I'm like, Hey, I'd really like to try to go tomorrow because there's no reason. Like I, I might feel fine tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I should be able to get out and, and do a double digit run. It's just a day later. I mean, things are going to happen in a training. No, would cycle. you only do 10? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I think I'd go out with the intention of doing at least 10 and then mm-hmm. see how I feel. If I feel like 12 is good, maybe do that. But I don't think I do much more than you know, seven, just under seven one day and then 12 the next. And I, I'll, you know, I've only got a 12 miler this coming weekend. So I wouldn't feel terrible doing 12, you know, twice mm-hmm. in a week. That would be, you know, probably okay. But, you know, I want to also say, you know, Strava is a, an amazing thing, right? So <laughs> I stop my watch and hit save. It uploads and, um, my good friend, uh, Karen Clark is messaging me. Hey, you okay. Right. Because yeah. she knows I'm supposed to do 16 and she sees where it stopped and she's like, what's going on. And she's super encouraging. Like she's the type that'll tell you, Hey, you're feeling good. Like get it done, but mm-hmm. you got to listen to your body. And that's basically what I had to do today. So, but because of that, you know, I'm on this med and I'm just not, not quite me. You know, it it happens though. It's, it does. And so, I mean, and, and, uh, you know, the other night Gretchen and I went out, we didn't have the kid, the the little one. So we went out together. We had a couple, couple of drinks, you know, didn't eat great. And I felt it right. Yeah. I, I am at the point now where it's not like, I don't need to drink. Like we just did that night. Like kind of got caught up in the moment. It was dueling pianos. So you know, we're 
requesting songs and <laughs> probably singing at the top of our lungs in a Getting crowded rowdy. place, right? It was, you know, like we were just pretending like we were young back at Howl at the Moon. That's sure. all. So we had a good time, but I, I was like, you know, today I'm like, you know, I really don't think we needed to have more than like one drink. But the problem is you can't hang out in these places without ordering something. And <laughs> all I drink is water otherwise. Yeah. So it's it's a it's an interesting part for us to try to navigate that. But I said next time, man, we're not going to do that. And we've got a dinner this week, um, like one of the like a tasting menu dinner. We're mm-hmm. going up to Winnetka back to George Trois. They've got um, like dinner under the stars. So it's outside. They've got they've redone their their outside like their I don't know what you would call it, patio or whatever. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. And we're going to do a tasting menu. And I told her, I said, I don't, I don't think I'm going to have a glass of wine with that, you know, which is unheard of. For yeah, me. that's crazy. That's crazy talk, Pete. <laughs> but I, I, I really think that's the case, though, because even with that glass, like I've got to run on the next day. I've got to run Friday. Yeah. Who I'm am I talking to? Crap. I know. I don't, I don't even know like you that. anymore, Pete. I know. <laughs> well, so it's it's funny because it is part. I mean, I've talked about this on the show. It's part of my identity, right? Is yeah, food and wine. So who am I without that? But I, the I don't new know. Pete. I don't know about all that. I just don't want to. Eight weeks to go. Like, do I really need to drink over the next eight weeks, or can yeah, well, I? Most people would be probably drinking more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, I get that's how you I'm, know you're not a trail runner. I'm not going right, to I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to lie and say I'm not a little jealous of people who can, you know, throw down a few and then get up the next day and go. Hey, you're preaching to the, the choir there. <laughs> but I can't anymore. I don't know if it's yeah. just age catching up with me or or what, but I cannot do it. I I, I just can't. So I've got to make decisions and and make priorities we all get to decide what's important in our lives yeah and we had this discussion really last week with you right? <laughs> we did and i'm i don't i mean it's funny right because you talked about it last week and scotty at 10 junk miles always says look you know it, it, if you stop drinking your life got better <laughs> i mean not telling you you had a drinking problem but yeah, yeah come on i mean your life got better what yeah. What more do you want? But I, I can't think of a life that would get worse because you stopped drinking. That's there's a lot of truth to that too. Right? But I think, you know, like I of course I've been doing a whole lot of thinking and uh reflecting the last week. And I probably don't think there's the I don't know really if there's a middle casual like I, I'm just gonna have one glass a night kind of thing you know and I, like a couple people reached out and um uh like mentioned like hey thanks for the gut check you know as i'm on my third or fourth day you know drink of the day kind of thing yeah so it's just it, it's just been an inter- <laughs> interesting uh time in reflection on this crazy journey yeah I, it, what's funny dave is i i'm not sure even one a day right now, even when I have one drink, it impacts me. 
So yeah. I think like from a physical standpoint, some way, somehow I've changed or evolved over time where even a single drink is causing me some issues. Mm-hmm. So it's tough because I do love, I, I, I like booze. I just like it, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm with you, bud. <laughs> I don't like the way it makes me feel. I like the taste of it. I like the yeah. way wine and food play together. I like, you know, a, a, a nice cocktail. Like, they taste good, right? So, right. and, you know, that, that whole um, athletic brewing. Right. Not, I didn't know that one of the partners in that company is David Chang, the chef. Yeah. And part of the philosophy that they put into that wasn't necessarily that it was an alcohol free. I mean, that's a big part of it, but there is a group of people out there that, that really do enjoy the taste of an IPA and why can't they create something that you can just sit down at lunch and have a drink with that flavor. That's just as equal. Right. We're to enjoy the taste of that, whatever. IPA or wheat beer or gross. What is it? How do you pronounce it? Gross, gross, the sour um, beer. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I like sour beers a lot. I do too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the non-alcoholic drink category is, is growing at a very fast rate right now. There's huge, uh, you know, the non-alcoholic beer that's now mimicking, like you said, craft beer, athletic brewing is one of them, mm-hmm. uh, a big, you know, a big kind of on the craft side, if you will. But we probably see that one a lot more just because of the people that we know, right? Because they they aim towards athletes and runners yeah, yeah, yeah. in particular. They've partnered with Boston to to do a beer. They have an uh, Ironman beer now. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, that's like their niche, right? Mm-hmm. The, but there's a lot of alcohol-free spirits that have come out. Have you out. ever had any? Yeah. Yeah. Are some they, are okay. Are they similar? They are overall. Yeah. I mean, what a, the like the vodkas, like, I mean, vodka doesn't taste like anything, right? A right. good vodka, that, you can't really taste a good vodka. The ones that I think are best are the ones that use the botanicals. So like the ones that mimic gin mm-hmm. to me are probably the best of them just because of the fact that it's botanicals that are making the gin anyway yes uh i think where they struggle some is on the brown liquor side because you can't mimic that flavor it you can but it it gets um it gets artificially sweet to me it Mm -hmm. gets overly sweet at times but there are some that have done what's that syrupy sweet like that yeah that viscous yeah so like it becomes a little bit more cloying right Mm -hmm. It, it sticks to the palate a little bit more but there are some that have done it like and done a decent job, but to me, the best of them have been gin. And then, you know, there's non-alcoholic wine. I mean, Concord's grape juice is similar, but uh, <laughs> I don't there get are, that one at all. Yeah, not, non-alcoholic wine. Yeah, so I don't in, get that. In the end, I, I get it, but like I don't. So I say I like the taste, right? But I don't miss it enough to not to go seek it out in those those flavors. Yeah, I. Or in those forms, I should say. I think if I was a big beer drinker, I might, but I'm, but I'm not, right? So, yeah, I'm not really a big beer drinker, but I, I will say. And I got a um, 
with the thing that I'm doing, the one year no beer, I got a 25% off like uh, coupon for athletic brewing. So I bought some and there's, it hits a spot. Like, I don't think it's replacing anything, but there's something about being 90 degrees outside in the afternoon and you, you can pop open a can of that just hits a, um, like a, like a familiarity or something that the, uh, you know, myself and a, group of people can do to get that same you know it's not like like uh, puffing a gumball cigarette like we did back in the days <laughs> but it does like fulfill i don't know if urge you know what i'm trying to say like scratches it, an itch yeah it's a satisfaction yeah I, i'm surprised that people that have like i'm surprised it's not a trigger I don't know enough about this stuff, you know, psychologically, but it just seems to me like it would be a trigger. So I'm a, you know, poor Scotty Coomer always becomes like an example. I was just going to say, I'm surprised that it, that someone like Scotty and he's been sober for so long, it's probably not. And I can't, this is my opinion, of course. I, I think like his daily like success is much easier for him where he could control that. But I would think someone newer who's in that like alcohol anonymous world, I would think that would be a total trigger. Yeah. And it may or may not be. I mean, I with Scott, I was thinking more along the lines of pills, right? He's talked about on the show that even taking an aspirin, right? Like for him, it, mm. he he's careful about it because that act of taking the pill can be a trigger, right? Right. You know, for him, maybe more early on. But I've heard him talk about that. You know, a couple times. I say whatever you got to do to get through things is great. Yeah. And you know, at this point, you know, it's. I didn't think coming in we would talk about alcohol as much as we have either. We had that lull, but also I. I mean, I really have not been drinking often. Yeah. Well, I hit it really well, so. <laughs> yeah so anyway i think that's probably more important i mean i had several people reach out to me about you oh nice uh, and your you know in your fight i mean basically the message being hey like we're rooting for dave right like a lot of you know we want him to succeed and then a few um people that I know fairly well, letting me know like, Hey, you navigated that pretty well. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I get nervous cause I'm, a, I can be blunt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I try to make sure that I'm saying the right things and which has caused me to hesitate a lot more on air as mm -hmm. I've talked, right. I'm trying to think through things on the fly and the preparation you have is the three notes that I put on my, yeah. uh, on my sheet of paper. Yeah, well, I have a whole notebook of doodles, so there we go. <laughs> so, so how has this week been, and how has the feedback been to you, and what's been going on? Really, the only feedback I got was just from a couple people who were like, "Hey, thanks for the gut check," right? And uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I, today's day fourteen, and uh, I feel good. I'm kind of surprised. Um, like I quit smoking Marlboro. I started smoking cigarettes when I was 12 
and I quit smoking cigarettes at 35 and I can still, I still think about smoking a cigarette every day. Like every time I get my car, I think about lighting a cigarette and I don't, but I have that thought and I find it, I'm surprised at how much I think about alcohol during the day. You know what I mean? So uh, that kind of surprised me, which kind of reinforces my decision not to drink. And um, I've had some crazy dreams. And is that um, typical? Of the crazy dreams? Yeah. I have no idea. But uh, I know uh, um, I had a lot of nightmares anyways, like post-traumatic calls, kids that I've um, been on calls with that have died. Uh, I see a lot of those. A lot of my uh, uh, kid deaths have been uh, trauma involved, skiing accidents, hit by cars, kind of stuff like that. So um, I haven't had as many nightmares as I thought I would have, but I've had some crazy dreams. Like my dog Tucker had two heads, just like crazy stuff like that. Um, I'm having a harder time falling asleep, but once I fall asleep, I sleep much better. And I wake up feeling a thousand times better than I probably have. And now it's enabled me to take a much closer look at how messed up my food is without, like, I have nothing to blame on my eating now. Like, I can't blame binge eating at night because I was a half a bottle of vodka in. So it, um, uh, there's a much better clarity about everyday life and stuff. So. Which kind of reinforces it. Like, how do I get to tomorrow? I think of all the positive stuff that had happened the last two weeks. So uh, it's been pretty good. Now we just need to add something onto it, right? It's been too long that I haven't added anything to it. But uh, I start my uh, full-time job tomorrow. So now I have routine back. I picked up the boy this morning. So now that's added routine back to my life, which I think will be a big help to me too, but I feel great overall. Do you think going into full-time work now, like as you're, I mean, cause two weeks is not that long, right? It's, it's really easy to, to stop doing something at two weeks. It's a lot harder at two months, even harder at two years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think adding in full-time work, which, you really haven't done since you left the firehouse, right? Like it's yeah. been part-time mostly. I mean, I've worked. Yeah, it's been part-time. But even before, like I worked full-time hours at the firehouse, but it was over two days, right? right? So we worked 24 hours on and then I had three days off. So I really haven't been like a Monday through Friday person ever. And I haven't worked like a real 40 hours since... 2000 when I left the restaurant business. So, so your Monday through Friday, is that like early? Like, yeah, is it? Yeah. Uh, like uh seven to three kind of thing. Eight do you think that's going to put like pressure that. on you or do you think it's going to actually, since you got to be to work and functioning at seven, do you think it might be a help to keep Well, it's away? never really bothered me before. Cause even when I had to be at the bagel shop or whatever, I just started <laughs> earlier. But I don't drink during the day or anything. Like my problem's always been at night when Farika goes to sleep or Braden goes to sleep. That's kind of been my witching hour. I think I think it's a help 
because I have so much less time during the day by myself sitting on the couch, whatever. Like now, um, it's more of like, oh, woe is me. Like I'm not contributing and that kind of stuff. Now, like I'm actually, um, I feel like I'm doing, like I'm looking forward to it in a way. And I've never been there, but it's nice that I've, I haven't had like a real schedule for so long that I, I'm looking forward to I, I realized with Brave being gone the last three weeks how much I need a routine, even though it's always been his routine. But now I really need a routine. So you'll go in seven to three. The job is real, it's in the office or in it. Yeah, it's in an office. I'm literally a half a mile from my house. So, do you walk? Then do you walk? Or <laughs> I, I, I I don't walk, but I, I mean, it's should, a half a mile. It's a legit yeah, question. <laughs> I should walk. My boss, who's uh, also a friend of mine and was in our um, July challenge group, yells at me every day, like, "Why are you driving here?" And I'm like, "Ah, uh, I couldn't tell you why I drive here. It's dumb." It's yeah, a total I, waste. I, yeah. I get it. But I mean, um, if nothing else, you'd get one mile of of walking in a day. I mean, just, just saying, just trying to Yeah, help. no, I, Pete, you <laughs> always talk sense. <laughs> Gretchen, do you hear that? Yeah. Um, kids? Uh, all right, well, you – all right, so what other question do I have coming back? Oh, yeah. Will you pack a lunch then? <clears throat> Pete, I even bought a lunchbox. Oh, did, was it like G.I. Joe or? <laughs> was it a He-Man lunchbox? Which, you which, can't which make... character did we go with? <laughs> you can't make me laugh. We it's called Six Pack, it's Six Pack Fitness, which is like a little lunchbox that I buy, Bray, that comes with like three containers. So uh, I waste a ton amount of, uh, ton of, amount of money at. You guys don't have Wawa, right? It's an no. East Coast thing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I spend a ton of money at Wawa on crap. Um, so that is That's my... That's like a convenience store, right? Yeah. It's like a um, a fancier 7-Eleven kind of yeah. thing. I've had their coffee. It's pretty good. Yeah. They definitely have good coffee. But I have a Dunkin' Donuts that's three-tenths of a mile from my house. So I'm a big Dunkin'. You drive guy. there too? I do drive there. <laughs> 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 well, I have to drive there because I got to pass that to get to my office. That's a oh half a mile gosh. away. Okay, but um, <laughs> that is my number one thing that I want to work on next is um, bringing breakfast and lunch to work. Right. I mean, so, you're you're packing a lunch for Bray, right? Uh, not yet. But I mean, you will be. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, but that's definitely. His, what he, I make him for lunch, I can't make for me because his lunch is, um, and I, I mean, I could, but his lunch is at school. They only have 30 minutes total for lunch and recess. So when you're a 13 year old kid, which part of that 30 minutes do you give up is the eating part. So, uh, we kind of designed his lunch to get him, um, calories and to eat as quick as possible so he just brings uh, wraps like, uh he, he brings um 
two 300 calorie protein bars, some fruit and uh, cucumbers and dip, and he can scarf that down in like four minutes, and then he's outside <laughs> bullying the kids. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, either way, though, I mean, the act of packing, you know, the act of it, I think is going to be good. I mean, I love that you bought the lunchbox. I mean, at least you're, the intent is there. Yeah, the intent is there, and I'm really having um, – I'm really uncomfortable in my own skin physically. Like I don't, you can't hear my phone, can you? Because yeah. it's, all right, good, it's blowing up. Um, I'm at such a weight now where it's uncomfortable to move and the, like getting up is harder. Like as much as I hate to admit that, it really is um, bothering me to the point where like, I, I know there's no easy answer and there's no trick, but I find myself looking for the trick and the easy answer. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which is telling me that I like, we talked last week about buying food prep and all that. And I look at these pictures and they're all, all these meal plans are like a chicken breast or some like flank steak, rice and vegetables. And whereas I've admitted to myself the drinking issue is that I really have a food issue as well. And um, I don't like being 51 and not being able to get off the couch without a little rock, you know, to, to get that moment and object in motion will stay in motion. Yeah. It's the rock and grunt. I, I know that one. well. <laughs> so, and, and again, <laughs> there's so many things that you and I have talked about doing and um, the, I'm preventing myself from accomplishing anything. And I, and eat, it's much harder to quit alcohol than it is to food prep. And if I could quit alcohol and not drink every day, then I could food prep just as easily. Is that right? So, Boy, I, I got to tell you, that's... Yeah, I... I, I food prep but is that's not how, easy. <laughs> that, but that's how I'm thinking of it. Yeah, like, it's much... Yeah. I think that if I asked a hundred people who are in the same situation of not drinking when that's such a a focus of how hard that is every day, like Mm -hmm. making some overnight oats is really simple compare comparatively. And that's how I'm looking at it. Like I can make me and Braden overnight oats for three days and 10 minutes. Hmm. I just got to do it. Yeah. Easier well, said than done. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely going to have to be a um, conscious effort that I have to do this. I don't want to spend $10 a day like I do for some stupid sandwiches and a cup of coffee. I mean, like, that's ridiculous, too. So, right. you know, it's every day is a struggle. Yeah. With, with that, I, I think, I, I think, uh, um, Food addictions and food problems can be on equally as difficult as alcohol. Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and in, in, in a way, it depending on the person, they could be more, if you have mm-hmm. both, it could be more difficult because you have to eat. You don't have yeah. to drink, right? Like, but I, I, that's a different kind of addiction, right? It's, it's, uh, and I just mean from a, 
purely physiological point of view, right? Not an addiction point of view. Right, right. Right. But I find myself looking like I, and I, you know, I've done Weight Watchers. I've been through the gamut. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done Nutrisystem. And I find myself looking at Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, you know, um, what's the other one? Jenny Craig. Yeah, Jenny like, Craig I've looked at. a similar at. one. And then there's the uh, op- uh, op- Optavia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm looking at everything and like I haven't now, but I've even looked at like uh, bariatric surgery and all that stuff. Sure. And really, it's not easy, but, you know, just like I couldn't, I had to make the one step booze wise that I just got to make the first step, like legit make the first step and not, you know, ep- you know. 30 episodes of crap talking. <laughs> right. Well, easier said than done because this is a mindset first and foremost. It's a, it's a, it's changing a, a mindset. And I know that not long ago, I just read an article on, you know, us news and world report always puts out like their best of diet thing. Mm-hmm. And as always, you know, right at the top is weight watchers and Jenny Craig. And then uh, in their top, I think it might have been in their top five or something. But, you know, there was also this flexitarian uh, diet that was listed very high. And that caught my eye because it's written by uh, an alum from my high school. Uh, So she went to Oak Forest. uh, and, And so, you know, like that, of course, catches my eye. And. So I didn't know um, much about the the diet, right? And so I'm like, when I saw that John, uh, I'm sorry, Don Jackson Blattner was the author. I'm like, oh, I wonder what this is. But it's basically a cross between vegan and vegetarian, but kind of throw you could throw in some animal products here and there. So in other words, kind of plant, plant-based, right? Just mm-hmm. another, another word for that. And I was thinking about it too. And, and Gretchen and I have been talking this week for food. We did really well for like four days between the two of us. We cooked every meal and some good meals, uh, really good meals actually. And I made gravy last week. And for those of us, for those of you that don't know what gravy is, it, I'm just talking about spaghetti sauce, like a red, <laughs> red sauce. Uh, and she made, um, we got a CSA share from a, from a farm for veggie for veggies. And what I like about that is it forces you to eat things that you don't normally pick up. And in this case, there was eggplant and yellow squash. And she kind of made like a, eggplant parmesan but using the squash like a little napoleon of it and we put you know my gravy over it and it was with a salad it was flipping delicious right and we really did well and then we went out friday and that was that we've struggled all weekend since and not fun right one one night out has now turned into three days of issues yeah. With food. So there's something to be said on 
just getting the mindset and going. What I told her though, is my issue really is around uh, thinking about like what to make. Cause I, I'm the type that I could pick like four things and just have them over and over and over. Mm-hmm. She wants variety <laughs> and she'll probably deny it and say, no, that's not true. It, it is true. It, she likes variety at dinner, right? She'll eat the same things over and over for breakfast and lunch, but at dinner variety, right? So thinking of new things or thinking about what to do ahead of time, it's just not in my nature. Yeah. So, I mean, what we have been talking about doing is, okay, maybe we cook three or four days a week and that for dinners. And then for the other ones, we get like these, like a blue apron and hello fresh. They both have ready to eats now, like where you can just Mm -hmm. eat and go. And we've talked about, maybe we do those. Right. Um, and we're like you. I mean, I've done Seattle Sutton and Weight Watchers, <laughs> and I did, you know, I did create a crazy one, right? Like years ago, I did the very low calorie liquid diet thing, mm-hmm. and I, I've thought about every option you've just talked about. I've thought about more. I, I can't, and I think that's been the problem. Like for a while, I was just kind of going with it, eating, and then it just kept. The problem with somebody like me doing that, though, it's just slowly over time, a little bit has turned into a lot, Mm -hmm. right? And I had a really good conversation with my buddy, Tony, who um, has gone through uh, counseling, right, about food and food addiction um, and, and different form. And, you know, a big part of his recovery is food is food. I, on the other hand, when I tell myself food is food, I end up eating a lot of, a lot of sugar. And as a diabetic, mm-hmm. not, not a good idea. Yeah. So I've got to find that happy medium in there. So, I mean, we're on the same page. I mean, we might be, you know, a few pounds apart, right? But I, I don't <laughs> think we're much different in height. I, you know, I'm, I'm a short 5'8 and shrinking. So... <laughs> Yeah, we're the um, same. I'm five nine. Yeah, so I mean, we're about the same there. We're the same age, a few pounds apart, but from uh, the way we approach food perspective, we're both still struggling, right? Yeah. And, and I know Farika's in the same boat, and she's a much more emotional eating. Like she eats her feelings, and she's going through <laughs> a lot of stuff now uh, with some like you know family health issues, like you know her mom being sick and stuff like that. And then she wants, she's a planner, right? We're going to eat this on Monday, this on Tuesday. And she wants to go that route. Like we plan what we're going to eat for the week and we cook it and we stick to it. And I've always fought that. And now I I might um, succumb because I don't ever like, and it's why I'm not successful at eating is I don't like to know when I'm going to eat two days from now. Like I'm just going to wing it. But sometimes <laughs> winging it is cold fried chicken and, you know, a bacon, egg and cheese <laughs> during the day. And of course, that's not what I want to do. So then I ride that I'm a failure train for weeks and it just compounds and the snowball going down the hill. And then you're like, ah, F it. I can't do anything. Let me have another bucket of fried chicken. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fully with you. I mean, I 
having gone through, I mean, I didn't go to a therapist spe- specifically for food, right? But this stuff all plays together. Um, yeah, I definitely so, wanted to do a, um, not necessarily, I wanted to do a health coach and just kind of have someone to talk to and uh, help me navigate through that because obviously I do a terrible job with the culinary knowledge that I have on nutrition and cooking and, you know, being able to cook really easy and in large quantities. It does me no good because I can't do it for myself. So I thought that might work out. And um, Ferka has been behind me uh, ordering food. And I'm not talking about doing any kind of like 1,200 calorie nonsense. Like there's so many um, companies out here that you can do legit like meal food prepping. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, it might be cheaper in the long run. So she at this point is whatever you need to do to do it, then do it. Right. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so where I was going with the, the you know, in the with the therapist part at one point, you know, we, we talked about I'm the same way. Like, I'm like, I, I don't want to plan that far. I want to just swing. And he goes, oh. So you, you're just looking for the excuse to eat whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yep. Probably. Yeah. The self-sabotage. Now stop. So, so stop. Stop it. It's being mean. But it's, you know, what I needed to hear at the time. And, and I don't know where I'm going to go either with it. Right. I mean, I do think about meal prep stuff. I do think about the ready to eat just from a convenience standpoint. And part of it is really the timing of a lot of Michaela's activities now coming up are going to be when I would actually do the cooking, right? Like, and what I'm not big on is cooking ahead of time and reheating. I do not like that mm-hmm. as much. Like I'll eat leftovers when they're legit leftovers, but <laughs> if I've prepped everything and it's like I'm eating leftovers every day, yeah. I feel like I'm getting de- cheated somehow. I, it's a mental block for me. And so, you know, the ready to eat might be the way to go for us. But I mean, I've looked at Sun Basket and I've looked, you know, we've done Blue Apron. We've done HelloFresh. We've done another one, too. I I can't remember even what it's called. We've done so many of these things. Yeah. Uh, And and for us now, too, it's difficult because, you know, Bray came home this morning and he's at football practice tomorrow. And he practices from six to eight at night, right? So there's no cooking on my part. Ferica works till five o'clock, if not later. So there's no cooking on her part. So now we're like really at that, you know, I can't say the word, just like the difficulty of like, if we don't do something right away, then we're going to be eating Chipotle or something, you know, three days a week and eating crap because there's no time to cook. And then Braden really can't come home till, you know, at 8.15, 8.30, eat this massive dinner and then go to bed at nine o'clock. So right. really, if we, if I don't get my button gear now, my whole family, all three of us suffers. So would, would a program that has like ready to eat stuff, you know, like just a Jenny Craig or a Nutrisystem or one of those that that has it, like, would that help? Do you think that could help you get back on track? Because this is what I've thought about. Not forever doing it, right? But doing it for 
four or six weeks, like to be like, Hey, this is now I'm in a routine. <laughs> I'm in a routine with volume. And that was my, my thought process. Like the, there's one company here. Um, and, uh, the, it, I think it's like a Johnny's, like there's like a John's fit meals and a Johnny's famous meals. They're just local companies and they really specialize in like, um, like CrossFit athletes and people that work out and stuff. So it's more like, you know, you can build your, what calorie base do you need? What macros do you need? So it's not like, you know, a 1200 calorie kind of meal plan that I've done before. Mm -hmm. So I really, my initial thought was it would take the, the thought process out of the food that I could just eat, but it would benefit me not, all of us. So that was my thinking is that it really could kind of like help me relearn portions, eat, you know, like a good, well-rounded meal, which I'm not really good at. You know, I can do it for Braden, but I've never learned it for myself. But then if I did it that way, on the flip side is I'm still not learning how to do this for myself. Right. And I think that's a hard part too, is, is you're just, delaying the inevitable that if I bring in a program for two months, then what happens two and a half months from now? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably one of the reasons I haven't pulled the trigger on, on any of that stuff because it does seem expensive, although it probably isn't all that much more, um, given, you know, foods that we may waste or not get to or, or what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, but when it's two of us, now we still got to cook for the, you know, Michaela, if the older kids are visiting, which I don't expect to see Daniel for a while, but yeah. you know, Lily is up, you know, now that's another, another piece. Like how do we incorporate it all? Which is why I thought about, well, maybe just two, three, four days a week doing that and then mixing in. I mean, it's a possibility. I, I mean, I think it's a good discussion because I think a lot of people have this issue. And, and I think that this issue for me is translating into not having great runs at times when I could or should, mm -hmm. it, you know, that nutrition has to be better and then it may allow me a better run and allow me to take in fuel in a better way. Cause I'm just struggling taking in fuel on runs. I, I just, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think if I just got everything in line better it could and i've looked at some of those quote-unquote healthier options too factor i think is one or factor 75 um something like that yeah yeah i looked at that you know so i looked at that too i mean it, there's a million of them out there there really um, is you could you could choose whatever you want and i still may i don't know i gotta do something because like i'm eight weeks away from the race right and I don't feel like I'm doing what I need to do. Like this is the part that I kind of ignored too much. Yeah. I think I did real well when I got diagnosed, you know, with diabetes, I did real well. I'm getting on track, lost that 20 pounds. And that's the same 20 pounds that I've been, you know, I've had off between 15 and 20 that mm -hmm. this entire time. So the good news is learn how to maintain. I've learned how to step on the scale to, to stem the tide of gaining weight, but I haven't eaten the best combination of foods and i still need to lose weight like by yeah. no means am i close to where i need to be uh 
So I don't know. I'm hoping that we can get this on track. I mean, it's the next thing, right? You keep not <laughs> drinking. Now we got to get that food. I mean, I really would encourage you to just take that half mile walk with your lunchbox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, Show well, off that beautiful new lunchbox as you're walking down the street, <laughs> whistling, going to work. Yeah, I even have a. Um, uh, it's a big thing trying to figure out a lunchbox for the Yahoo upstairs. But uh, I even have a nice Carhartt lunchbox that I bought, and that nice Carhartt uh, khaki brown, whatever color it is. So beautiful. I got I got all the goods. I just, now I just need to figure it all out. I can yeah. maybe I'll even get a backpack, Pete. Ooh, right? Because they have backpack, uh, um, with the food containers built in the back. I mean, you got the food containers. Throw in a backpack. Yeah, then I can be like the cool like twenty somethings, you know, going to CrossFit with their backpack on and stuff. <laughs> Don't they have more? Isn't it like the one shoulder thing though that they wear? They got all kinds of stuff. Uh, All right. Well, hopefully you think about like that that next step, and you know, we'll we'll just keep trying to talk it through until we figure it out, man. Yeah. Hey, you know the people are still listening. We're probably up to twenty of them now. Maybe. (laughs) I don't want to push. But I appreciate the support. Shout out to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. You got anything else this week? No, we're good. All right. Let's wrap it up then. You've been listening to episode 155 of the Fat Man Chronicles. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. Dave and I are always here to commiserate with you or give you some encouragement. So look us up. Send us a note. As you know, we do listen. We do engage. And um, it really is nice to hear from people. Other than that, everyone get out there and be better today. I was not-